Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Uh, let's get on with our live broadcast here from Eisner Amper, their Midtown Manhattan offices. They're getting ready for their annual real estate private equity summit this Wednesday, 28th at Chelsea Piers. And we are getting ready to bring into the show now Sam Sadu, founder and CEO of Megalith Capital Management, to talk about foreign investment in the New York real estate market. Sam, welcome. Thank you, Kathleen and Sam. It's great to be here. You know, I've heard contradictory things on our show from people in the real estate business that, yes, uh, money coming in from China, particularly a couple years ago, coming in from Russia, from the Middle East, drove up prices in New York and Southern California, any coastal city. Others saying hasn't been that big of a deal. What's your view? No, it absolutely has been. I think what we first saw in 2013 and 14 was in the luxury condo market. You saw a lot of buyers, firstly driven by Russian, then Chinese, and then broader Asian coming into that market. And what you're seeing now in 2015 and into 16 is uh, the second wave of buyers more in the institutional sales market buying office and residential product that's definitely propping up the market. And what you hear from the investment sales brokers out there in the market is that, you know, historically you would have a cluster of five, ten people in the in the top uh, top echelon of, of a sales process, and now you have only one or two foreign bidders sort of sitting there propping up the prices. So sellers are meeting their expectations, but the buyer pool has shrunk. The buyer pool has shrunk. What's that done to prices? And do you think that perhaps the buyers ought to expand their range of what they'd like to invest in? Well, New York City real estate is New York City real estate, right? That's the reason that buyers are, are sort of uh, uh, will always be investing in this safe haven, you know, here in, in New York. The question about the buyer pool, the buyer pool has shrunk, I think, um, because there has been a recognition that there has been, a, a, you know, sort of a, a global, I wouldn't call it a slowdown, but a global correction or a global reversion. New York City has experienced it, and I think that there's less of this um, euphoria to catch the wave while it's still, um, you know, on its on the up and up. And I think people are calling the top of the market, and I think that has led to the tier one players to kind of come back and sit on the sideline. Hmm. So broadly speaking, uh, the residential and, and condo market in, in New York, how does it look to you? You know, we are currently developing, by way of background, about a million square feet of mostly residential condo as well as some rental product in Manhattan and Brooklyn. Um, what you saw, uh, what you are seeing right now is that sub five million dollar units are, are selling well, more efficient and smaller units are selling well. Um, but I think what you're going to see in the next wave of supply as it comes onto the market is that buyers are going to become a lot more discerning and a lot pickier because the commodity product is about to hit. Folks that paid a little bit too much for land and had higher construction costs and thus need to price their product at a higher price per square foot or an absolute dollar value are now going to find that their product is not as appealing. And buyers may want to be in a tier, a tier one building and take a tier two unit rather than taking a tier one unit in one of these commodity buildings. The commodity buildings that you talk about, uh, are we, are we going to see some kind of, uh, you know, weeding out? I mean, are people going to, are some people going to go under? I think that you will see definitely people making less money than they thought they were going to make. Development is a very tricky and complex business, and everything always goes wrong, and that's what our job is as developers, is to manage that risk. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, what you will see is that, that you know, I think that the price per square foot that folks initially 
thought was going to continue to rise and rise and rise um, has now slowed. And buyers are going to become a lot more cognizant of that, and they want to see the finished product. They want to see the finishes. They want to see the unit layouts, and I think that that's what you're going to see. They don't want to just hear about the it. The power is shifting. So are we at the top in the market? I guess I'm thinking of a seller. If I'm a seller and I'm thinking, oh, boy, I've ridden this wave. I'm sitting on a lot of money now, baby. Should you think about selling now? Uh, our acquisitions team hasn't been very active in the last six to 12 months, and we're expecting to become a lot more active in the next six to 12 months. And that's not for marketed processes for sellers who are getting top dollar. It's for picking up some of what we would call, I wouldn't call the pieces of a distressed market, but sort of having an opportunity to come in and recapitalize projects that might be going sideways, some of the projects that I mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, uh, we started off the segment by talking about foreign uh, investment yep. outside of the United States. Uh, what if I was going to be in this business now? What language? What's who? Who do I need to understand in order to uh, to do well? Well, I can tell you, you don't really need to understand any language because I've sat in many meetings with interpreters, <laughs> <laughs> and I've gotten very accustomed to sitting across the table from various Asian um, and Russian, uh, you know, investors and developers who want to get experience and you know and access to the New York City market um, that come and bring those types of you know um, uh, interpreters. Quick question: As we hear that Disney has uh, maybe. A bid out on Twitter, considering it seriously. You just purchased some land from uh, Disney right mm -hmm. here in Manhattan. So quick, quick two-part. Does yes. this deal make sense? And uh, where, where are you building now? Well, believe it or not, prior to real estate, I come from a background in media. Um, and uh, many of my colleagues have been at Disney as well as at Major League Baseball uh, and are working on some of the deal that you mentioned right there. Um, I think it's a very interesting deal. And I think it, uh, you know, Twitter has lagged in the past uh, couple of years. And it's Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook have really taken over. So I think it's interesting to show to your earlier point that um, Disney is pivoting into sort of the next wave. Of growth. All right, we're gonna. I think I'm signing up for your Twitter account. <laughs> yes, Sam Sidhu is the founder and the chief executive of a Megalith Capital Management. You can follow them on Twitter at Megalith Capital. This is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.